Nobody expects a second Inquisition episode, especially on the same day. I'm Isander. And I'm Coda. Back at you with the bubble upload. <laughs> and today, we're going to be talking about how the Inquisition is organized in 40k, because these guys can do anything without anyone being able to say a word about it. Anything? Yeah. Anything? Oh, you're about to see. It, it, mm. Somebody didn't see Cat in the Hat and it shows. No, I didn't. Oh, well, I it never shows. Did. Yeah, it does show. Uh, however, <laughs> you specifically can say something, and that's by choosing the topic of the next episode. The options are the Space Sharks, the Abhumans, the Rogue Traders, and the Leagues of Votan. That's it. Those are the four choices. Sound off in the comments. If there's one you don't want to see, sound off in the comments. And uh, it's up to you now, you know? If you want a video made, the power is in your hands. Rock and stone. Pretty much. It'd be a lot of dwarf jokes if that one got through. Um, <laughs> if you'd also like to see more episodes of the podcast, literally twice as many episodes, priority voting, meaning if you vote over there, you counts for a little bit more, access to the Discord, as well as a bunch of other perks. Head on over to patreon.com slash Isander and Dakota and help us keep all these various lights on. There's <laughs> quite a few in here. And there will be more, so... Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Uh, we're also on a mission in a grander sense we got one plaque and i think we can run it back so before we get there though we have to get to 250k that's the goal so make sure you like sub comment with a faction you want to see you know the stuff the machine gods want to see it if you're on youtube you know what they're after right so help us continue to produce this show and now let's get into the inquisition's main targets because they have a very simple job up front. It's very straightforward. It's traitors, aliens, chaos. That's it. That's that's their job. Get them. Yeah, get them. And that's their top billing that leads them to being split into three factions to deal with that specifically. There's a bunch of other tinier ones. Maybe that's an episode in the future. I'm talking a bunch of tiny ones. Didn't we go over some of the tiny no, ones? No, 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 no. The Inquisition, like, the, the quote goes, it's a hundred different ideas divided by one goal. We didn't even cover the half of it. There's way more. There's more than what we've already covered. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Over on patreon.com slash Isander and Kona. God, you're so small. Anyway, anyway, in, the moment, in this moment, those are the ones that matter, those three. And they are organized super well, in my opinion, uh, starting with the Ordo Hereticus. It's I wonder what they deal with. It's, it's heretics. It's in the name. They are ye old witch hunters, and they even get the pointy hats, too. I, I have seen that. It was actually a point of confusion of mine when I first started getting into Warhammer of like, wait a minute, I've seen Warhammer Fantasy because the first piece of Warhammer media I like actively engaged with was Vermintide. Mm -hmm. But then I saw the Inquisitors from uh, uh, 40k and I'm like, they're the same vibe. They're the same, like, mm -hmm. wait a minute, what's going on here? It's just these guys specifically who have that same vibe. I'm talking like swords, big pointy hats. They do burn people at the stake. Ben Helsing vibes. Exactly. It's that exact kind of person. And their job is to look for traitors, mutants, heretics, and witches. That's... She's a witch. And just a quick note. Even though these are their focuses, Inquisitors will deal with whatever's in front of them. They just may not be as good at it, you know? Like, if... 
somebody from this order is encountered by a Tyranid fleet, shoot, I gotta deal with this, I guess. They may not be as well equipped as somebody else would, but they're gonna try to deal with it. Inquisitors are really good at their jobs, and sometimes that extends beyond their job. So, just a note, they're not hard stuck. It's more what they're best at, what they've learned. It's a school, of, it's, it's a school they went to, almost, right? Um, they get most of their military help, because sometimes they need muscle, uh, from the sisters. Because, and the guard too, but like, why, why do you need the guard if you have sisters? I'll be honest. I mean, well, yeah, I mean, mm-hmm. the guards are more like, a, let's throw this at the problem. That The sisters have some muscle to them. They still throw themselves at the problem, though. <laughs> They're just reciting Bible verses while they do it. That's the only difference between them and the guard. That's it. Um, and also, occasionally, they have miracles to back them. That's it. Um, these guys serve as a check on the church in 40K, too, because uh, if... If, if left unattended, they tend to lead to things that are not great. Mm-hmm. Uh, in 40k, there's no separation between church and state. None whatsoever. Meaning it's entirely possible, and they have taken the reins all together and just ran with it. <laughs> and it was so bad, pretty much everyone agreed, let's not let that happen never, again. Never again. Exactly. They, they, These guys, the, the Order Hereticus was created specifically to wrangle the church in the beginning. That's it. Meaning they were kind of late to the party. They were one of the last ones formed because this happened after the church took power, which happened way, way after. Uh, we cover that in the sister battle. But what matters is... If you want to envision how bad the church got, um, pick your least favorite church, uh, give them the full U.S. military, and then tie them to the government in a way you cannot possibly untie. And that's what the problem was there. They, it was, it was called the age of apostasy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was not. It was. <laughs> there's a reason these guys were created, is what I'm going it to was, say. It uh, was bad, bad. Exactly. It originally began as just monitoring the church. That was it. That was their full focus. Just keep those guys in line, please. But slowly over time, they have overreached. They have grown into this monolith with tendrils in everything and everyone's business. So before, they were kind of the new kids on the block and there were very, very few. Now they are the single largest order of, of Inquisitors. These guys have the most raw bodies. There's either a lot of heretics or a lot of corruption happening here. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Both within the Imperium and without, because these guys are so massive, they've leaked into our world. They're the ones who are in every comment section. Every time uh, there's an episode on an alien faction, and I hype them the way I hype the Imperium, they're the ones shouting heresy in the comments. <laughs> Oh, they're everywhere. It's fun. Um, they're the ones who will step in. If I mention it wasn't Horus who killed the Emperor, or the fact that the Emperor isn't one guy, but a hundred... Or the fact that Horus losing was actually a win for chaos because now they are so predictable. It's so much fun. I love these guys because in every 40k discussion, you'll always see like, oh, I'm, it's, it's, I'm a new guy. What's going on here? And everyone will explain it, explain, explain it. And they'll ask, who's this Horus guy? And somebody will step in all caps. Blam! Heresy! Move along, citizen. <laughs> <laughs> and then from there on... That person's not learning anything else. Everyone else will commit to the bit in sync. And that person is just... Okay, Okay, so there's the Imperium and the Imperium and the Imperium. Exactly. It's it's commitment to a bit I cannot help but love and respect. Uh, In canon, it's that same level of commitment. They are tireless and they're pretty much always on their toes. Because 
unlike the rest of the Imperium, which can declare war on its problems, they can't. Because if you declare war on traitors, you're not fighting a guerrilla war, which is always bad, but it's worse when you're fighting a guerrilla war on a galactic Every scale. single front. It's, it's unwinnable. So they have to be cunning. They have to be quiet. They can't go in guns blazing. And this also means that they're watching everything at all times. In a mass surveillance state, we are all cam girls. Man, you know how to mentally flashbang me, you know that? <laughs> yes, that's the truth. Everyone in the Imperium is a cam girl, I suppose. From that random guardsman regiment over there, who seems a bit too upset that they've been deployed again, to the sisters who've started their fifth holy war, and I don't know if that one's very holy. They're watching all of it. Or even that one kid who misspelled corn on the cob and is now just way too angry. Corn on the cob. They're watching it all. Their eyes are everywhere. They are... The only things they don't directly look at are where the emperor's butt groove is. That's it. That's a one room they're not watching. Everything else, there's a good chance they're coming through it. And even then, there's probably a chance that at least one inquisitor is getting a little bit too uh, looky. No, he's guarded by ten foot tall bananas. They don't play. Okay. They let nobody in, basically. That's our butt groove. <laughs> they guard it with their lives. They do. Um, <laughs> they watch over even space marines in some situations. And other inquisitors, too. So there'll be a guy watching a planet, and then there's a guy watching that guy watching the planet, and then there's a guy watching that guy watching that guy watch the planet. Just to be sure none of them are traitors it's, in this chain. It's like that one meme where it's the dude in the church sitting in a pew, and there's a girl behind him with a revolver, and then behind her there's somebody with like yeah. a shotgun. And then up in the like, there's a guy with a sniper rifle. That's that's the Inquisition, and it's not just oh we're watching him do his laundry. No, it's like we're coming through his credit card statements. Like oh the church took over that planet. It was rated to have one trillion dollars worth of exports, but only half a trillion made it back. Where are they going? Where did they go? Like th they kind of do IRS level financial audits because I, it, w w with the scale of forty k. You really only need to make a few planets' wealth disappear, and you can amass a pretty decent army. So the, they're the ones combing through the church's coffers to be sure. Are you stacking? Are you doing a bit something? Too... Exactly. What are you doing? Why did the stock market crash the way it just did? What like... is this five ninety nine charge to an only fans? That's the Inquisitors. They they will comb through your trash if it needs be. It's they're terrifying. It's scary. Uh, however, one. One may be asked, these guys are employing ridiculous levels of surveillance to do their jobs. So, who's watching the Watchmen? Who's the who's keeping them in line? Is there a team of counter-snipers for the counter-snipers? Like, is there anything to keep them in check? And the answer is, not at all. <laughs> it's 40k, baby, what'd you expect? There is no check and balance. There are people watch. with infinite power and there's nobody to take care of them. Unless the Emperor gets up, that's pretty much it. <laughs> Nothing can stop these guys. They are... Um, th there's one check, and that is... They, all of them, as part of their training, get this uh, sleeper agent code like put in. And uh, it'll immediately wipe their mind, if it's said. And so, theoretically, if enough of them broke apart, you could just walk in and say, like, tuna. And all of the... It'd be a vegetable patch. You just like walk into an like audience, like you 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 get an Inquisition convention together. You mm -hmm. walk up to the stage and say banana bread bacon, 
And, and in- instantly, everybody drops to the ground down. and hits, like, an infantile, like, fetal position, starts yeah. rolling around. That's the only kind of check they have, though. Uh, their most famous member is one Fyodor Karamazov, who is the guy who said... That is a name right there. It's He's as evil as he sounds. He's the guy who I mentioned previous episode, sitting on a massive dreadnought with flags worth of scripture all over it. And he was known to preside over court and say, there's no such thing as a plea of innocence. Even if you're pleading innocent, you're still guilty of wasting my time. <laughs> guilty. That's this guy. That's how it's It's so easy to see why these are the inquisitors. You don't want to bump in any inquisitor. But it's so easy to see why these are the ones you really don't want to bump into. Because... They, if they arrive at your planet, they could arrive, black bag that homeless guy in front of your gas station, and then leave. And you'll never know why. Alternatively, they could show up and arrest the entire Senate. And again, you wouldn't know why. It would just happen, and you if, can ask questions, or you join them. Yeah, it, it's, it's, you don't know what they're here for, and that adds a certain level of, they could be here for any of us. Because every other order is like, okay, well, did I see a weird blue man or a giant dinosaur thing? Okay, well, they're probably coming for me. Um, or did I speak to the devil himself? Okay, well, they're probably coming for me. But like in this case, you don't you don't know. If an Inquisitor looks at you from this order, there's a good chance they'll figure... Show me the man and I'll show you the crime. Nobody is guiltless. It's that kind of thing where it's like... Um, it's, it's like you want to be fairly polite to cops because if they pull you over, they can always find some... Nobody has followed every single rule and subset of the rule and subset of the rule of the road. Nobody has. But there's a kind of a collective agreement that like, dude, okay, I'm not going to find you because your license plate is crooked. Like, for, Unless you're being a knob to me. Mm-hmm. Then, yeah, it's crooked, right? It's kind of like, okay, you have one dude on a hive world and he's just like scrolling through Twitter and for like a sudden blip of a second, he scrolls past past a profile whose name is like Sultry Slaneshi or something. And then a week later, his door gets busted down and an Inquisitor is just like, what were you looking at? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. There's if, if an Inquisitor is looking at you, they will find something. That's why they're so gung-ho about it. It's just let God sort it out. I'm, I'm just here to take them there. That's my entire job. Um, they, <laughs> It's the level of like a kid will draw a sketch that looks a little bit too much like Horace and they'll just barge in and they'll go is that Horace? and the kid just goes who? who? who, 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 who is a Horace? it doesn't matter servitor <laughs> yeah they don't these guys don't play they have such a big job to do they don't have time that that sketch looked vaguely balding enough so servitor moving on god they damn. gotta come from somewhere it's <laughs> It's the truth of the matter. Nothing is... Just walk up to an infant still in its crib, and it's just like, have you ever heard of a cherub? Yeah. That's, that's exactly right. <laughs> and it um, goes, meh, goo goo gaga. It, it's, it's if you're not in complete, unquestioning, unwavering worship of the emperor, they're watching you. You either the here's the thing: it's either you die for the emperor or you die trying. Those are your options. So get comfortable with death in 40k. That's just it. Just how it goes. They are just Big Brother watching. That's all. Uh, but with, literally 1984. Exactly. Uh, they 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 with them out of the way because they focus on the threat within. Let's focus on the threat without, and that is the aliens. Because here's the thing: 
the previous order just showed the Imperium's it's, it's rotting from the inside. It's, it's, a, it's a carcass of an empire, but somehow it's still swinging on anything and everything. And so every, anything and everything has to swing back to. That's what these, these guys' job is. It's to deal with the aliens, the Xenos. It's the order of Xenos. Come on. It's easy. They're the alien hunters. Um, and they focus on anything that's not human. Anything and everything that is not you know, us, human, they, they will destroy without any question at all. Their military help comes from the Death Watch. They are an episode all to themselves. They are super duper fun. Um, they're space marines who eat, sleep, and breathe just killing aliens. Uh, they come from any and every chapter, so it's like a weird mishmash, leading to them being pretty well-rounded, but really good at this one thing. And... It's, I'm trying to think of how to describe them because Space Marines are already kind of, you know, special forces, yeah, right? Yeah. So I suppose if, if Space Marines are like, well, Marines, right? Then the Death Watch are like... SEAL Team 6? SEAL Team 6, SAS, SAC, uh, Delta Force. Basically, every government has a website. I recommend you check out yours. And if you go to see the commanding officers for different departments and branches and units, and one is listed as, oh yes, redacted, in command of classified, that's the Death Watch. <laughs> that's the level of job they're dealing with. So it's like, oh yes, commander, redacted, in charge of classified, who did unknown. That's That's, that's what these guys are. Exactly. Um, their blade is... Purely pointed outward. The enemy without. Yeah, enemy within, enemy without. It's fun stuff. And they are called on by this order whenever the kind of alien cat is out of the bag. Because the aliens in 40k have two approaches that that they like. There's more, but these are the big two that they usually go with. Number one is it's subtle infiltration into the society, mind control, little cults here, little cults there, propaganda. Sometimes they even do these unheard of things like trading and being friendly and even saying that it's possible to have a life that's good outside the imperium hmm. impossible it's entirely not possible in the least however um people will fall for this stuff and so these in this case it's usually just the inquisitors themselves who go in and find the few people exercise them and move on like just like cut them out move on keep it going right however not all aliens operate this way there are orcs there are tyranids they are not quiet in their approach and kind of taking the silent kill what needs to be killed and leave approach does not work when everything needs to go and in this case things have to get violent and boy howdy can the order step up to that not only do they have the death watch there with them they have also destroyed the most worlds of any of the inquisitional orders that's their claim to fame before he can even before somebody can even finish saying the sentence the tau have arrived for trade and negotiations the commanding officer has already said exterminatus yeah yeah uh they're known for they're best known for a guy named Fidus Kripman who is the first person to recognize the tyranids as a threat he he was the guy who named them Huh. Yeah, no, he's a, like, these guys are good at their jobs. They they actually dissect aliens. They study them. They try and understand their physiology in a way. Like, what is the most shootable part of this alien? It's more than that. It's like, well, how are they doing this to us? Are their brains larger? Do they have big, like, it's genuine biology. But it's from the perspective of how do we kill it? How do we kill it? Exactly. 
And he has fought, Kripman in specific, has fought in every single Tyranid war <laughs> and has made some seriously big moves because of his specific expertise, right? So he's like the equivalent of, like, uh, Shepard from the Mass Effect series. The reason why they're the best at fighting Reapers is because they've just been around them the longest. Yeah, he's, uh, I don't think he's ever lost a world to them, which is something That's not impressive. many, not many people, not, e not even many Marines can say that, and he's a guy. That's impressive. However, the reason he's so good at fighting them... Ah, uh, there's a catch. Of course. And the reason he's never lost the world of them is because he is completely insane. He has redirected entire Tyranid hives into fighting orcs because they'll be locked in that corner forever. And that's true. That is so true. That so was, that was this guy's idea. Yeah. He's not lying. They will be locked in there for a while. However, you have just left a force that will adapt and evolve to any situation against a force that will grow to match any opposition. And they're just stuck growing and growing and growing and growing. And he never stopped to think, what if one of them wins? <laughs> what then? That's happened recently, hasn't it? Something like that's happened. Hmm. <laughs> So he's the guy who did that, but mm -hmm. that's not it either, because he's the guy who developed this brilliant strategy to deal with the Tyranids, which is let them start invading a world, and as it's getting overrun, blow it up. <laughs> like, the second they touch the ground, blow it up immediately. Don't don't try and evacuate them, Don't just blow up the entire planet, and force the Tyranids to waste that biomass. Just, uh... If I can't have it, no one can presses the destroy button. Can't, again, here's the thing. You can kind of see where he's coming from because it's a solid strategy. Other people have employed it of, okay, well, the Tyranids, they have like this food budget they need to balance all the time because you need to eat enough to make it to another planet and then some. However, you can't really do that if every time you touch a planet, it blows up. You expend all the biomass to get to that planet. And it blows up. And then to start taking it over, and then it blows up, and, and you don't get any of that it's back. It's not a bad strategy. The problem is he went a little too far with it. Um, he was asked by an ultramarine, hey, let's evacuate this planet. He said, yeah, sure, we will. And then he was looking at his clock, looking at his clock, mm, taking too long, blow it up. <laughs> and again, to be fair, he was right. It was taking a bit too long, but Jesus, give them a chance. That's not all either, though. He then decided to get ahead of the curve and carved a path in the galaxy, destroying planet after planet after planet to cordon the Tyranids off. Oh, he made like a firewall. Basically, he made a space so wide they could not cross it without starving, but slaughtered trillions. To do that. Yeah. yeah. I mean, if you look at like, I'm talking like not computer firewalls, like uh, wildfire firewalls mm -hmm. where you burn like a section of land that that fire cannot jump over. Exactly. He's done that, except every blade of grass is a trillion human lives. <laughs> yeah, that's Kripman. Um, there's, there's a swath in the galaxy that is now completely lifeless because of him. And to be fair, it did turn the Tyranids around because they are intelligent. It's not worth it anymore. They realized that. We However, cannot get However, congratulations. This. You have drawn a line, assuming this is a 2D threat. Uh, it's coming from below now. <laughs> so what? Are you going to make a huge moat surrounding everything in all three dimensions? Which means you killed how many people to just like, ah, Z-axis. 
And that's why he's one of the only Inquisitors ever to be declared a heretic. Every Inquisitor... You did what? What, what did you do? Okay, like, because I, I, I can only imagine there's a fax machine somewhere on Earth that reports every single planet blown up, and it's a usual amount, and then Crippman has enough, and... It's like, whoa, 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 what's happening? Why is it going crazy like that? Who, who's doing this? And it's just, Crippman, 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 Crippman. Whoa, 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 whoa. Can we get some updates? What's going on out there? That's all, that's the only way I can imagine this going down. Um, thankfully, because of their nature, I suppose, Crippen's terrible. He's he's no longer an Inquisitor, but the only way that order is going to take effect is if somebody goes and kills him. So he's still doing his thing out there. Well, yeah, who's going to question an Inquisitor? You have a, pretty much just Space Marines. That's it. Space Marines and up. Everyone else will just go, okay, yeah, so... Hmm. You're an Inquisitor. You're an Inquisitor. Okay, cool. I'm not going to question it. Okay, fine. Um, these guys are not as terrifying to your average Joe, only because you won't see them often. If the Order of Xenos is nearby, you'll either never know they were there, or alternatively, what's that bright flash? And then you are bright, searing ball of light. Yeah. Searing pain, and poof. Yeah. And that's how they deal with the enemy without. They're really fun. They're really dark. Mm-hmm. They, I wasn't. This Order has done, it's not just Crippen who's done that. A lot of the people who've gone insane and started blowing up worlds from this order. Um, there are other ones who do that, though. And this comes from the ones who deal with the enemy beyond. The enemy beyond. I love the way it's organized. Enemy without, within, beyond. Come on, come on. It's good. And what these are. Oh, I assume this is chaos. Demon hunters. Demon hunters. Yeah, yeah. It's, it, that's all their job is. And this actually makes them the oldest of the three. Because this is. It's hard to know the Inquisition's actual beginning because, quick side tangent, there are two orders. One is called the Ordo Originatus, and their job is to find out where, how, how, how did we come to be? How did we get here? And they're just unredacting every file they can. They're just trying desperately to find what they can find, to learn. Because if you know the past, you at least are not doomed to repeat it, and you can find out what we're actually supposed to be doing. The problem is, there's an Ordo Redactus. Uh-huh. I'm not going to insult you by explaining what their gig is. But basically, it's two dogs chasing each other's tail. And it's really hard to know why the Inquisition was actually founded. However, if it was founded by the Emperor, these are the guys the Emperor founded. Their job is purely to scour chaos before it can spread and... You know, do its chaos thing. Exactly. And because their job is very dangerous, this has led them to be the smallest of the Orders. They're, they're the oldest and the smallest. However, they are also the most physically and mentally capable. Because chaos is... N- it's, it's no joke. You literally have to be the best of the best to deal with them. It's entropy. You, you are fighting just the slow decay of everything, basically. Even your mind, your body will succumb to this at some point. You have to be above the curve to get away with this. These guys get most of their military help from the Grey Knights. Um, and they both... Again, these ones are ones you will not be terrified of only because you don't know why they really exist or what they really do. And if you really find out, well, you won't live long enough to... Because the Grey Knights will go, uh... Yeah. <laughs> Have you ever heard of a melon baller? Do you know what it can do to an eyeball? It's, it's more like they'll just end you. Yeah. We can't have you talking. <laughs> move it along. Um, they are very secretive and they, they, they can get help from... As many people as they want, but typically they want to keep it hush hush. They only want to use Grey Knights because you don't, you don't want to know about chaos. Because if you know about chaos, then it's going to corrupt you. So like, keep it stum, keep it moving. They have the most access of all Inquisitors, 
only because their job is straight up unwinnable. You are fighting a threat that will remember you and will be back. You cannot actually properly kill it. And you have to do all of this while nobody's watching. You have to make sure nobody knows what you're doing. You need an unlimited budget to do that. Exactly. These guys really can do anything because their enemy is so just strong relative to them. The justification is easy. Why'd you blow up the planet? Corn. Makes sense, I suppose, right? And beyond that, they are the only people, there's there's like a hundred something masters in this order who can just go see the emperor whenever they want. They can just walk in. Do they get mentally sandblasted like G-Man did? They've walked in and walked out. Nobody knows, okay. But critically, they can walk in they and can walk, walk out. They can walk in and walk out. Yeah, that's the level of access these guys have because their enemy is literally as old as time. It's infinite. They always have and they always will be. There, There's no form of combat that Chaos doesn't have a master of. There's really, it's an unwinnable fight. The only reason Chaos hasn't won yet is because every time they're this close to winning, they start bickering and fighting. That's it. If Chaos would stop biting, it's like constantly hitting itself, they would probably just win. They've gotten the closest of anyone. And so when you consider all of that, it's easy to see why this order gets to do so much. And also why not many of them live very long. (laughs) Because it's so difficult to do this job. And... Um, that's why they're my personal favorite. They also have really fun aesthetics. Like the other, the, the first order, uh, witch hunters, witch hats, obviously. Van Helsing yeah, type Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, the alien hunters, they tend to use alien gear because, you know, they're the only ones who've studied it so they can admit, damn, this gun kind of fires better, <laughs> right? Um, but these guys are full-blown, like, massive fur coats, massive, like, Bible and censor in hand. Like, they, they're ready to banish the demon. It's, yeah. Because you have to. Half the fight is just learning the thing's true name, so maybe you can kill it. It's a it's a, um it's a it's a battle pope. Yeah, it's a battle pope. They're really cool. Um, they have this one guy who's huge, massive, and ha- like he's not as big as space marines, but he's also not a space marine. He's huge, and he has this massive shield with the inquisitorial symbol on it that he will use to box demons in with. If if I remember correctly, he fought one of Korn's greater demons in melee combat and won. If I, if I remember correctly. As just a guy. Just a regular-ish guy. Ish. Regular-ish. There's a lot of ish applied to these guys. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, they're, they're not joking. These are the best of the best of the Inquisitors. And I love them so much. From here, it fractures on and on and on. And I'll be honest, the funny thing about the Inquisitors is, um, if there's anything you would like to focus on, like if you're making your own Inquisitor and stuff, it's possible that they have a sub-faction who focus on it. They've committed so... I love how hard G-Dub is committed to the bit because they'll list like, oh, here's an order of Inquisitors. What do they do? Redacted. (laughs) And genuinely nobody knows what they do. You can just guess. That's it. And I love that. The Inquisitors are the only ones where you could just add new orders constantly and everyone goes, yeah, probably. That makes sense, yeah. They have specialists for that. Everything is canon. Nothing is true. That's why they're great. That's why I love them. And Inquisitors also tend to get um, really, really... Because they're so powerful, um, they tend to... You get the Crippmans, who are insane, who have the power, um, but critically can't do anything else but abuse it. How can I fix this problem? I will abuse my power, basically. But then you also have the people who have a lot of power, but critically can't fix it all. 
And so you get this situation, which is my favorite situation in 40k, where it's not just dark for dark's sake. It sucks. It's terrible. But there are good people in spite of that. And the Inquisitors get a lot of that action. Um, Eisenhorn is one of my favorite ones because he starts off being disgusted by somebody. He goes, Ugh, how the hell did you get there? And by the time you finish the book series, you're like, Oh, he got exactly where that was. Oh. <laughs> you get to see the, the, the road to hell with Inquisitors really often and how just on the sides of it. It's good intentions. It's just, this needs to happen. This needs to happen. I have to save that person. And it just keeps going and going and going. And it's so fun. They're so human. I love it. Uh, they're up there with the guard for me. But uh, what do you think of them? I, you know, I walked in thinking I would not like them. I thought I was going to literally get a bunch of battle popes and, like, crusader types. Um, but, you know, there's so much variation and and uniqueness to them. Uh, it's, 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 it's very similar to the, like, like you said, the guardsman's whole gimmick is the unending, like, power of humanity to just continue to persist. And this just seems to, like, add on to that. This is, like... The, the persistence of humanity with the extra moral question of, like, do I do the ruthless calculus of saving the rest of the Imperium versus these uh, couple trillion lives that are on this planet? Yeah. And it's fun. It's, it's really fun, fun when they, like, add in that, like, little moral quandary. It's really fun. Uh, thank you guys for tuning into this episode. This brings us to the end. Um, you know, be sure to check out the Patreon and do all the stuff the Machine God likes. And as always, thank you for being you.